Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Flurry Sports Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Zach Bruner. Jake Osmond is here with me, as always. Uh, Jake, quick. What is the most overrated Thanksgiving food? You can't say turkey because nobody likes turkey. I think we've all figured that out by now. What's the most overrated food? Pumpkin pie. Ooh, that's a hot take, I think. Okay. I don't. My thought when I see pumpkin pie is I hope there's other pie. Sure. Okay. I get that. I I feel like you either love pumpkin pie or completely loathe it. I think it's just mediocre. My I really? almost went the opposite direction of like I think you either tolerate it or you dislike it. I don't know many people who are like I I'll have a pumpkin pie any time of year. I think we tolerate it in the fall and it goes away. And you know who still shows up at Thanksgiving? Apple pie. Mr. No Days Off. That's true. That's it's got true. its own fucking holiday and it still shows it up. It does not. It does not. You are wrong on this take. And by the way, I voiced my opinion after you left. Uh, let's tell the folks at home what your horrible fucking take is and then I'll give my correct reasoning. Go. Fourth of July is apple pie day, dude. It's associated with the holiday. It's all American nah. like apple pie. I don't get not having that opinion. It boggles my mind. You, you're you saying it's associated with that holiday because it's America Day and apple pie is American. That's the only thing. It's not associated with the holiday. And it's not Dude, the whole day is hot dog day. It's hot dog and apple exactly. pie. Exactly. It's hot dog day. Congratulations. You can't have a hot dog for dessert, motherfucker. Thanksgiving is turkey day and pumpkin pie. And apple pie. And you know why, Jake? Because pies are a seasonal thing. What apples are growing in the summer? Not telling me apples? you don't have apple pies at the 4th of July? No. What I are you not. talking about? You I have beer more and hot dogs and rots and beer and Me and the batter boys are having burgers. a lot of apple pies. You don't get it, okay? That's Squeaky fine. You can have your shitty-ass apple pies with apples that are out of season, and I'll wait until Thanksgiving when apples are in season, and I ha- I'll have a good apple pie. Apple pie is like it's it's an autumn thing. That's true. That's not even debated. Jake, here's why it's dumb. Okay, I think it's dumb because what is dumb? <laughs> I don't even know what you say. Your opinion. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's why that opinion is dumb because that whole day is American shit. And apple pie is uh-huh. the most American thing. I've also seen in it things. I didn't think, to clarify, I didn't think I had to debate whether or not apple pies were already present at 4th of July celebrations. They're not, though. They are. I don't think so. Put on the poll, goddammit. I don't know what to, you know. I'm not eating pie at 4th of July. When aren't you eating pie? I'm arguing with the Kyrie Irving of pies. What the fuck's going on? I don't know. <laughs> Pie is not a summer thing, unless it's cheesecake, because cheesecake's all year round, baby. <laughs> First off, there are plenty of summer pies. Second off, like lemon, correct, key lime pie, correct, but not apple pie. Apple pie, banana cream, coconut cream, p- 
peach pie. The list goes on and on, okay? you When's blueberry shine? When the weather gets warm. When people are like, huh, I'll try something different. They make a blueberry pie and they're like, uh, could have been better. <laughs> like, that's you know what, what blueberry pie I'm with pie the on blueberry up. pie. I'm with the on blueberry pie. It's not my favorite. but It's I, good. It's always fine. It's just never great. Zach, I'm moving on from this. I got I to gotta move us along. Okay? Okay. People For the record, my overrated hurt. is mashed potatoes. I think mashed potatoes suck. I'm on that opinion now. Okay. Okay. Leave, that's leave super fair. I would also say cranberries. Mm. Wrong person to say that to, but we won't get into that because I understand a lot of people dislike them. Okay. <laughs> what do you got, too? Here we go. I got a lot of positive reactions last week from my poems, Zach. So I have another one here mm. for you to get us into Perfect. our conversation today. All right? It's a little shorter. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Go cats, baby, and fuck KU. Let's go. <laughs> I'm jazzed. They thought they had a sack. It was a tight mm. first half, and then we started playing ball. Matt Howard, dog. <laughs> it's just a absolute ass kicking. Oh, my gosh. Good old Snyder Family Stadium was rocking. That's fine and dandy, and you should be happy, but I hope you don't represent everybody at KSU because you got a very tall task this weekend, and you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. I think college game day is coming to the Big 12 championship. You need to bury TCU, so you need to put this win to rest. You need to beat TCU so Alabama can get into the fucking dance. It's on you. All we need is TCU to lose, and that's it. I honestly think we're feeling fired up about TCU, and here's why. I legitimately think we took KU for granted. I think we're like, (laughs) we're going to beat them by 20, and we don't care. And when it happened, we're just thrilled. Like, like you beat up the bully kid at school, you're thrilled to fight another dweeb. You're like, let's fucking go. Bring them up. One in a bunch. Because I think TCU's riding high, and I don't think that they understand how thrilled KSU is right now. The Cats are vibing. We've had like three dominant wins in a row. We ran like 40 jet sweeps this last week. We're feeling confident. We're we're feeling great. I don't know why we love jet sweeps in third and one situations, but we do. We always have and we always will. I just hope they're working because I need TCU to lose. I need TCU to get exposed. Let's stop pretending TCU is something because they're nothing. What's the spread on this game? Is it out there? Oh, Kansas State, only two-and-a-half-point underdog. So this is anybody's game. This is a real who's who. Is KSU the team that we thought they were early in the season, or are they going to crumble like, well, KSU often does when they're good. That's what we need to know. KSU, look it up, folks. You can Google this. We shine against people we are not favored against. You know where we crumble? West Virginia. Usually it's that game. And Iowa State, we don't play the teams that are like slightly worse than us well. But Oklahoma came to die in Kansas State for about three years. Had their number. Texas, fuck them. Like, knock them up, knock them down, horns. I just think this is what we were built for. KSU loves to deny people access to the party. Deaf to the Big 12 literally was a shirt that my students made. When I worked at Kansas okay. State. And I think that's our mentality, man. If we can't make it, nobody can. There's no, no one gets into the dance, horny toads included. I think that's a 
Also, right, if you had to bet all the money in your pockets that our playoff representatives at least had one double up from a conference, you'd bet everything in your pockets, right? Either the Big Ten or the SEC is getting a second team in. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no way we go what it's looking like it's going to be for this next week, which is Michigan, Georgia, uh, TCU, and USC. Obviously not in that order. Right. Like, even if all four of those teams win, I will be very loud in pushing for not one of the, not either. We don't need three letter teams in this fucking dance. You know what I mean? We don't need TCU. We don't need USC. One of those two needs to go, even if they both win, in my opinion. Because, okay. So Michigan just destroyed Ohio State, right? Uh, beat yeah. them by 32, I believe it was, in Ohio. In Jim my Harbaugh opinion, doesn't do rebuilds, you know? Just a he does not. <laughs> progression. By the way, congrats, Jim Harbaugh. Like, everything you've done is worth it, I guess, in your life. Ohio State has zero chance to make it in, according to me. I don't know how you feel about that, but they made this whole fucking thing about every year. Michigan's the only team that matters. So when you lose to the only team that matters, you don't deserve a bowl game, period. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, you think you're good? You lost to the one team that matters. You lost to him at home, and you lost to him by 30-plus points. You suck. You don't deserve to be on the field anymore. Ryan Day should be fired. That's my opinion. I disagree, and here's why. Because you're going to argue that some bullshit SEC team's going to get in who definitely doesn't deserve to get in. Are you calling Alabama bullshit? Because yeah, Alabama dude. might be the no, best. No, 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 no. They're out. Jake. They're out, man. Jake. You, you will not. Listen, I, the tide this year, have to take a backseat. And here's why. I will not stand for them making it in above Tennessee. I won't hear it. I won't, I won't Tennessee do it. doesn't even have their quarterback. Tennessee has zero chance. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, 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 you can throw me in the loony bin, man. If you lose to a team, you can't make it in if they're out, no matter who it is. I only want undefeated teams <laughs> or one-loss teams okay, with okay, fine, fine, in. Fine. Let's do undefeated teams. I'm not sure if there's any other one. Okay, I'm going to try to find the best undefeated teams. I'm going to do You my do best. that, and when you find Tulane, you let me know. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're undefeated. They might have a loss. No, but they're definitely not. Okay, you take a look around, and when you find North Dakota State, or <laughs> whoever the fuck it is, some dinky ring school, I, I'll figure but it here's out. what we got. We got Georgia, because they lost to no one. We've got TCU, because until Saturday, they've lost to no one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then you've got Michigan. They've lost to no one. And then one-loss teams. You've got to bring in Ohio State. You've only lost to an undefeated team in. That's the only – how can you tell me someone's better than them? Who's better than them? If if Ohio State and Alabama match up, Alabama's favored. That's not how this works. That's not how this works. Alabama's favored. I, li- Who is, I, know, I know. Out of all the teams, Alabama's favorite against everybody but Georgia, and even then, they might be favored over Georgia. I would bet them. Call me crazy, but Nick's got the boys buzzing. What are you going to do? They're a wagon. I, yeah, they are. They're a bunch of dogs out there, dude, and they're barking. They're coming for everybody. I I do think this weekend, correct me if I'm wrong, was about as good as it could have been, right? 
I mean, our dreams came true. Jimbo did what Jimbo does. No <laughs> surprise. I think that, yeah. yeah, all the credit to you predicting LSU would go down. I really thought Notre Dame was going to be USC. That would have been the cherry on top of everything, I think. That would have been good. I kind of like USC still in the running. Just so they could crumble and fall? Because we can't Dude, have them in. I here's, here's what I think. We need a four seed. And I think it's them. I think TCU goes down to K-State. I think that solidifies that Michigan is in. And then I think it's USC, Michigan, Ohio State, and uh, Georgia. And I think we get Georgia beating USC by about 50. And then right. I, then we get Jim Harbaugh scheming his way. Revenge tour, dude. Boy, it's tough to find. It's impressive to be undefeated is what I'm figuring out at this point. But I'm going to find somebody. And they deserve to be in over TCU. I can tell you that. My point, my logic was that that it had to be Ohio State. That that's my logic right now. I um I will say I'm willing to hear like someone should be in instead of USC. I'm I'm on that train. You think you 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 would put uh dude what why are you on Ohio State's side all of a sudden? What are we doing? Boise I, State's undefeated in conference. Dude, That's good enough for I me. I don't know why it irks me. I'm not going to lie. I don't love that I have this opinion. I hate two lost teams making it in. Above one lost teams. It just, it doesn't make sense. I suck at math, and I shouldn't be able to look at numbers and go, that doesn't make sense. The point of the committee is to put the best four teams in there. Dude, whatever. You, you want to go back to the BCS. You, you I wanna... do. I thought it was fine. I don't need I a playoff. Love that. I think they had a dartboard and they were just like. <laughs> it was better without a playoff. We didn't argue about this. We argued about something else, but we did argue about this. And I liked that. I liked who should be in the Orange Bowl back when the Bulls mattered. I liked that. And people had to say the full bowl name with a straight face in their argument. That was the fun time. Schools had to beg to get into the uh <laughs> to the Alamo Bowl presented by Safeway Tires. Yeah. Well, remember, like, the creme de la creme, Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Everyone's like, we just need to get into the Fiesta Bowl. It's like, are you listening to yourself right now? I Listen, man, I was there with the Badgers. Ride or die to the Fiesta Bowl every year. I um, We got to talk about the Badgers in a second, by the way. We will. We will. Okay, um, so I'm – I'm in the FCS teams because there's no other FBS undefeated, by the way. So, I mean, maybe that says something. But, Jake, we know out west there's a wagon. We know the Hornets of Sacramento State are buzzing. <laughs> they are, can, if you, can you believe they are at 11 and 0 in the big sky right now? I yes, will say. Over Weber State. When you ask me how big I want the playoff to be, I want oh. them in. Yeah, you agree. Tell me how many teams I got <laughs> to give you to give me the best. Give me 12 teams and one of them is the best FCS team. 
I think, okay, the other, another undefeated team, I'm giving you every undefeated team in the FCS because it's not that many. Another one's Holy Cross. They're 11-0 oh, in the Patriot. Might have to By be the that. way, tough. Okay. They're tough. They're tough. Um, Jackson State, obviously. We got Dion there. He's, well, okay. They would yeah. be good. They should be in it, honestly. That's the answer. Talk about TV yeah. numbers. And that's it. That's Do you it, think, guess. honestly, real, real talk, how much worse is the score differential from Jackson State, Georgia, to TCU, Georgia? Um, it's probably similar. I would really, really like to see somebody like TCU face Jackson State because I think it would be a close game. We're going to get that in a bowl game, right? Are we not going to get that? I, I honestly, I'm not deep enough into it where I don't know how they match teams like that up. I would Give me we'll Jackson get something State. like that, though. I really want Jackson State, Minnesota. <laughs> we can all come together yeah. and root yeah. for that one, right? Row that fucking boat. I hate him, but uh, <laughs> a different time. But uh, can I dwell on KU losing for a second here? Absolutely. Do what you got to do. Here's the thing, KU fans. You got me once because I thought Badger basketball had you. You gave my dad... A conniption. He's upset. <laughs> he making turkey. He said, fucking damn it. And then he went out to the kitchen to help set the table. It was a sad time. Lost on not getting a rebound, which is Wisconsin fundamentalism at its core. Mm-hmm. Hurts. Mm-hmm. Be, be like if we didn't box out a free throw. That'd be the only worst way we could have lost that game. Um, yeah. <laughs> didn't cover the inbound, man. Like it, Like I was like, what? No, that's what we do best. So you had me there. And then my boys, the revenge tour set in. No one else cared but Kansas State. That's what I love about this rivalry, man. It does not matter how good or bad KU is. We want to beat them so bad. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's like it's not like Yankees twins or like Bears Packers, where it's like it's kind of just the fun of it. Like one side really cares and the other side doesn't. KU and KSU, it's like. No, if I don't beat you by 40, it's a bad day. Is it? I mean, you've experienced both of these. Is it bigger, in your opinion, and maybe it's only for one sport for us, but do you feel it's more intense than Minnesota-Wisconsin? Way more intense than Minnesota-Wisconsin. It is KU-KSU is a legitimate, like, content. I don't think there are a lot of rivalries like it because they are two D1 schools that equally monopolize the state. Right. They, you know, Wichita State is clearly like the little brother to the two. And Wichita State, like like KU, KSU are rivals for students. Like, you sure. know, so it's like they are obviously way worse than this rivalry, but they're the same ilk as Auburn, Alabama. Like, even if the rest of the country doesn't care about it, that will always be those two schools' biggest rivalry game of the year. UW Stout, UW Eau Claire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Blue devil till I die. Yeah. yeah. There can only be one blue, you know? Blue gold, blue okay. devil. The blue ball. Blue balls. Uh, blue ball. <laughs> so I was going to say the blue ball, and I stopped myself. But I'm there's glad blue you bloods, and then there's blue balls, and that's what those two are. Um, <laughs> that's true. I I will say to get back to our our bigger picture here. Alabama. What upset were you most happy to see? Because I feel like it was a lot of like 
upsets it kind of made me a little sad besides Jimbo like that might be my pick <sighs> I gotta tell you Jake I was very happy to see Clemson lose <laughs> weren't we all can you imagine if they were still in this picture I you know it, it's, it's pretty unbelievable they ended up losing to Tennessee which is a terrible loss considering Tennessee doesn't have their quarterback anymore um, Tennessee now for the AP rankings for the people at home. Tennessee's at seven. Clemson dropped only three to ten, which is kind of crazy in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so Clemson's at tenth. And by the way, Jake Dabo came out of the woodwork uh, after the game in the press conference. They asked him, you know, about the loss, talking about that. Yeah. He gave credit to Tennessee's quarterback, um, talking about he had all t- all day to throw. He did what he had to do. He played really well. Game of his life, obviously. Because it would take a game of his life to beat Clemson. You get it. You got to give them all the credit for having divine intervention to somehow knock you off. Uh, but then Dabo continued, oh, as Dabo no. does. And Dabo, <laughs> that, <laughs> Dabo said, they're flipping burgers during the conference championship next weekend. Like, we're figuring out if we're going to go to Atlanta or Phoenix. And the next thing you know, you got to go play. So he blames the loss. Um, they're looking forward to championship conference championship weekend. Like they're not even, they didn't even worry about Tennessee. They were looking past them. That's the only reason why they got uh, that win. And now next weekend, these fucking volunteers are going to be volunteering down at the McDonald's flipping burgers. That's what Dabo's saying. He Scum. is the best. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, also, I just need a t-shirt that says, as Dabo does. I kind of <laughs> just really rolls off the tongue. I Dabo do as Dabo does. <laughs> I, oh, I hate that. <laughs> Such a multitude of levels. Because as you mentioned, yeah, they should have never lost to Tennessee this week because they had an injured quarterback. But one, they Dabo did, you know, <laughs> exactly. they lost. Okay. So they lost. Two, if Tennessee does have their quarterback, this isn't close. They're like such a worse team than Tennessee. And also my biggest thing, but I love the consistency of it, which is because Dabo (laughs) is not in the SEC. The SEC is a mediocre conference. I love it. That's been a narrative his whole career. Just Mm -hmm. wherever Clemson is, is the best conference in football. And it's obvious to everyone. We lost to Wake I mean, Forest. What are you going to do? Classic Wake Forest, you know? You talk about the best collegiate programs in the country. You talk about Duke, North Carolina. What a rivalry. We don't need we to talk about them for football. Syracuse. Where's the respect yeah. for that? Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Louisville, always tough. NC State, scrappy. We know that about these guys. Ed Clemson, on top. So what's that say about them? Best team. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. Um before we get into what we want to see happen next week in college football, Zach, we got to stop at home, sweet home. Mm. You're wearing the hat right now. I am. I am. Are we sad about this? No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> I knew that I was going to be your take. Jake, you know I've been such an avid Cincinnati supporter. So now to get there, coach. That's baby. We thrive. I did love it. I'm not going to lie. My partner, Claire, was like, did you see the news? And I 
I'm not kidding you. I went, yeah, we got the best coaching candidate in the country. And she's like, yeah, but it's not Jim Leonard. And I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't even, I didn't even like, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, that yeah. he was like the other option. I was like, oh, crap. Is he not going to be our defensive coordinator? It, it, by the way, does not matter. Luke Fickle is very, very, very good. He's going to steal some recruits from Ohio State, from the state of Ohio. That's yeah. very good. He's going to beat the shit out of Ohio State, maybe eventually, someday, maybe. Um, he's very good. They're supposedly talking. They're going to talk uh, him and Lou, uh, Jim Leonard about maybe retaining him as a defensive coordinator since he knows the kids and stuff. Uh, what I would say is I love Jim Leonard. I hope he stays. That's not the reason why you keep him because all the, the athletes on the roster fucking suck. So we don't need to worry about keeping them. If they want to transfer, please. How, how how do you go? Howdy, howdy, and howdy go. I don't I don't I don't know what the opposite of howdy is. Is it's it's not like aloha. That I can tell you from Kansas. How, I think howdy is is it? Happy trails is the opposite. By the way, okay, happy trails. Get the fuck out of here. We don't need you. I like Graham Mertz more than everybody else, but even him does not matter. Braylon Allen, great. You're fine. Go away. I don't care. I will say. My one thing with uh, Leonard is I think he helps you recruiting on defense. Like yeah, you look at he'll, the – He'll yeah. help recruit in state too. That – well, you took the words out of my mouth. You look at like the best defensive studs we've had. They're all in Wisconsin. And I they've always made a big deal out of that. So maybe it's just ingrained in me of like you have to put a wall around your own state first. Like, to go back yeah. to the Kansas thing, part of K-State's thing with football is because KU's there, they can't take it for granted. Like, you have mm. to get your own. In Wisconsin, you're the only game in town. So it's like you can't yeah. lose, like, the Chanel's and the Watts if you really want to, like, be perennially good, you know? Um, and, so and I'm okay Kristen with that. stuff, too. Under yes. Chris, too. They've been out recruiting Minnesota in Minnesota as well, which has helped. Yep. So, like, you got to do that shit, too. Right. And that's the thing is, like, you're going to have a couple. If you're going to be, like, a perennially contending team in college, you have to pick a couple positions where you can steal people from other states. Wisconsin traditionally has done that at lineman and at linebacker and running back, though for the last 20 years yeah. that's just been a New Jersey pipeline. It's been really weird. But and D-backs have been Florida. Yeah. Yes. So it's like you, you get some of that, but and you lock some things down. But otherwise, you gotta you gotta like keep a trap on your state. So I I would like that for Leonard, but there's no like Luke, my buddy. <laughs> yeah, Luke. My new best friend. Um You're listening. Come on the show. By the way, yeah, for the people who don't know who Luke Fickle is, by the way. Like you're only an NFL person, maybe. Yeah, we got we got Vrabel as our head coach. Yeah, like they're they're best friends, by the way. I think in both of each other's weddings, like we yeah. got the Vrabel of college football. We're good to go. And like he made like the Bearcats shouldn't be contending, but he's that level of talent. Like he's really yeah. really good. Um, like legitimately, I probably should have, we should probably have gone this route right away. Cause I know people will be sad about Jim and especially because it seems like we fired Chris to get to that point. Maybe, um, I can't believe that, uh, Luke Fricka wants to come here. I heard 
I didn't know it was like a done deal. Like I was still thinking it was a rumor. I thought he was floating it out there to get more money from Cincinnati. Honestly, like yeah. that's what I thought the leak was. I didn't think he was actually coming. So I'm all in on that. Honestly, my one worry is that he's using us as like a transition job. That'd be my mm-hmm. one concern, but I hope he hangs around. I mean, I think it's interesting because Wisconsin can play that old school style that he wants to play anyway. Yeah. So, and like he was literally just on McAfee. So if we want to take his words as like truth, which again, you know, we're talking about a college coach, so we don't know how, how well Love he can do. I think, <laughs> I think he's a stand up guy, but maybe he's got a little dabbo in him. Who knows? But it sounds like he doesn't want to be a pro coach at least. So then we would be talking about like where, um, what's a step up from Wisconsin then in, you know, college football, maybe an SEC team eventually, you know? Yeah. But even then, that would mean Wisconsin has to get good for him to take a step up. And I'm right. fine with that. I'll take the ride with him. Yeah. I, or one of the weird, like Oklahoma or <laughs> Texas. Maybe, yeah. Like one of those programs that like is going to perennially throw money at it. USC, like those programs that have lofty expectations, but never quite hit them. Um, They're like one tier above Wisconsin. That'd be my worry. But to your point, like if that was his goal, why wouldn't he just hang out at Cincinnati? I think uh, even, even without taking the Wisconsin job, he was still one of the hottest candidates. Like he could have gotten those jobs. I think without going to Wisconsin. Also, like on the Jim Leonard front, Wisconsin didn't have to take him. Like, I right. know it's like self-explanatory and why if you like also if you don't know uh him very well, look into him. Like he's a really good coach. Um, but also yeah. they had Leonard. Like if they thought this dude was just shopping it around or whatever, they could have gone that route. Like I don't think anyone would have been too bummed out about Leonard doing it. I think yeah. I would have had some worries of like when do you break through, you know, and like, what does that next mm-hmm. realm look like? But I don't think anyone would have been bummed. So I think it's a, it's pretty cool that Wisconsin like went for it. Um, yeah. And also to, as a Wisconsin sports fan, it's the exact opposite of what the basketball program did. And I'm here <laughs> yeah. for it. You know, you had a chance to go get the best coaching candidate available and you did it. But as I said, right. I've kind of come around on Greg God. Fundamentals, baby. Till we what? Die. <laughs> what? <laughs> a different conversation for a different day. I, I, I don't know. I do. I think we could have a better coach. Yes. Do I kind of love watching? I'll do it. I'll do it. If you want a better coach, I'll do it. I'll volunteer for. 10 I don't know, an man. Hour. I don't I, care. I'm watching, and all I'm saying is I've been brainwashed to be like, look at how low we're holding those teams. I like it, man. Pace and play. I'm kind of in on it. Also, real talk, just from you and me, speaker to listener, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Wisconsin will ever compete because of their grade standards. Sorry, I don't. Yeah, I on, on the basketball side of things, so sorry. Didn't <laughs> don't know if we want to burst that bubble. We're not a one mm-hmm. and done. Tyler Hero didn't want us. Neither did Diamondstown. Mm-hmm. We, we're just not going to be that on the basketball side of things. So I like an X's and O's guy, man. <laughs> I mean, again, different conversation for a different day. I'm not sure if that's Grant Gard, but that's fine. <laughs> He's a formula guy. I don't know. Let's uh, back, finish back up on Leonard really football. quick. Back yeah, to okay, Jim Leonard really quick. Flambeau's fine. I think Wisconsin's going to continue seeing him. 
And hopefully it's as the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator. Ooh. Because he turned that job down before Joe Barry took it and did what Joe Barry does. Yeah, move on. That, I'd be down for it. It's like his one out, too. Like, Yeah. I would like that. I'd like that. I... I'd because be I, obviously either of those options would make me happy. I don't want to see him go yeah. anywhere besides those two places. I, I agree. And I think truly, and maybe I'm being a little blind, but like knowing what I know about him and his family, I do think he would love to stay. Like he would take, he would pass on better jobs to stay in Wisconsin unless it's like a yeah way, way, way better job, way, way, way better pay. Like he wants to stay here. I truly believe. So I think, either coming back with the Badgers or getting offered the Packer job for a second time now, that would be great. However, we still got to get Joe Barry out. And Matt LaFleur just said either today or yesterday that uh, he would move on from Joe Barry if he thought that was an issue at all, but he doesn't see Joe Barry as an issue or the defense. So uh, let's have 16 more missed tackles this week, and then we can revisit the conversation maybe. Dude, I've been watching that same Packers game since Colin Kaepernick was shredding us. I'm so yeah. over it. I Who I, knew J- Jalen Hurts was going to run it? That was crazy. Didn't expect it. Most rushing yards in one quarter ever. But it's just disgusting. I you, We have a whole show on that. If you want to hear Zach's commentary on the Packers, Lombardi yeah. sweep. Uh, mm-hmm. College football, Zach. Yep. It's game time. The wagons are out. I want, what do we want to happen? Give me the pitches. It's championship weekend. Give me chaos. You like, what is the the turnout for like, what do we want to see? Okay. Chaos. The most chaotic thing that could happen. Purdue beats Michigan. Boom. (laughs) At that point, every, we don't know anything at that point. Right. We know one thing. I honestly think we know one thing. What? I I don't know why. I Purdue beats Michigan. Ohio State's out. I think that's all we know. I yeah, think if correct. Michigan loses, they're still in. Because I don't know what this committee does. It's Purdue, I, I think that'll be their security blanket. I think Michigan losing could screw TCU. No matter what happens. I think they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're like, all right, you're out. We're panicking. But, <laughs> yeah. But They're panicking, I, just cutting people. Like we got to just get the teams that we know are good. We at least know Alabama will be competitive. We know Clemson will be fine. Like that's what they just get all those teams. There's and, one yeah. voice on that committee who's been waiting for his chance to be like, just take the SEC. We know they're better, and that'll be his push. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So here's the fun thing. I don't think it matters if Georgia loses. So I'm not gonna. Great. Pick that game. That's wild, but they're just that good. I think all it means does that even screw? The only thing that helps is LSU's cause. <laughs> like maybe, but I think LSU has no chance to get in. But even if they if beat Georgia, right? But if Georgia wins, then I think Alabama's for sure out then too. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Because Alabama could backdoor their way in. We beat the team who beat. That's fun. That's fun. Um, I kind of yeah. like that. That's chaos. Um, TCU loses. 
Here's the thing. I, like we have to I, we have to be a little selective because here's the weird thing is like if just everyone loses, I don't know if anything changes. Besides um, Ohio State gets in. Right. I think I mean what the committee wants, I can tell you what they want. They want TCU to lose to K State and they want to go uh the three of the four that's already in there. They want USC in there. That's a big market. And then they yeah. want Alabama. They want Alabama. That's or not Ohio State. I think they're pissed that they can't have one of those two. Right, right. But like so, I I just don't know how you put Ohio State in there. I, I don't a see rematch it. with Michigan. I I I get it, but I just don't <laughs> it's the two lost thing. I'm getting stuck on it. I can't see past it. But, Let me be more fun. Somehow put Alabama in there. I've seen him sneaking up the polls, but let's be real what I think legitimately, what I think the playoff rankings are gonna be. When they come out as we record this tomorrow, I think USC is going to be out. I think Ohio State's going to be four. There's no chance. There's no chance. I think they really love Michigan. I think that's what they're going to tell us. I think they're going to, I think they want us to believe that Georgia and Michigan are on the same level. I think the only way Ohio State is four is if you put Michigan at one. And I think there's no chance that happens. Get a little fun. It's also putting some stakes on the weekend. It does. It does. But they love to know. do that. They love to put the team that's not playing <laughs> in the top four. <laughs> Make USC earn it. Uh, they love to do that. I'd honestly love if they did that to both <laughs> USC and TCU. Make them work for it. I think, honestly, I think top to bottom, I think it's going to go Georgia, Michigan, USC, TCU, Alabama, Ohio State. I think they're going to say if either TCU or USC loses, it just shifts that fifth team up, and I think it's going to be Alabama. Who are Bama's two losses? Uh, Bama lost to LSU, and they lost to... I should know this. Um, Tennessee. Tennessee. Um... And by a combined three points, I believe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I legitimately think, like, like honest, I'm with you on, like, Bama's the best team not in it. Like, did anyone think that Ohio State well, would also, beat them? Also, Bama, Georgia didn't play this year. Like, they should want Georgia number one, Alabama number four. That's the first game. Okay, so LSU beats Georgia. Okay. Bama's in because it makes LSU look tougher. Yeah, that's true. And LSU now has three losses, right? Or they only have two. Yeah, they have three. three. Okay. So uh, that has to have some consequence. I think if they beat them by more than they beat Bama by, which isn't like if they're going to beat them, it's probably going to be by more than they beat Bama by. Then – you have that shine. Tennessee's not as good. Maybe you get Bama in. And but here's my question to you. Do they need both Michigan and <laughs> Georgia to lose? For Alabama. For Bama. Because no, Michigan losing so. makes Ohio State look worse. What needs to happen to or, – or Michigan just looks bad? Like, we just need something to not let them put Ohio State in. Honestly, man, I, I, just, I don't 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just not. I'm biased. I, I don't I am disagree biased, with but... you, but they just love the Big Ten, dude. All of, like that's all they ever say is they. The narrative for years is there are two good teams in the Big Ten only. Like that's what it's been. Like we've had years where Michigan snuck in, but but no, to the top four the and they shouldn't. Have. No one's asking for a rematch between those two teams because the team that lost was at home and it was by thirty two points. No one's like, oh, we need to run that back. No one's asking for that. I I know, but Bama with two losses just has to, they're not gonna jump a one loss team in the Big Ten. That's I think they'll the jump them. I think they'll jump them tomorrow. I think they'll be ahead of them tomorrow. I as, don't, as you're listening to this. As you're listening to this, you let us know. Because that that's something I don't want to hark on that too much because people will already know it. So um Let's see what happens. I think Ohio State's going to still be above them. Because um, they knew this was coming. They knew one of those teams was going to have a loss on it, and they chose to put them both in the top four. I Yeah. That's, yeah, so that's my one logic piece. I think for chaos sake, everyone loses. <laughs> that gets Bama in. Um, uh-huh. I'm not going to lie. Because it's already here, I'm kind of like, I want them to lose. But uh, the most chaotic Final Four might be the one we're set up to have, right? TCU, USC, Michigan, and Georgia is chaotic. It's not Bama. Like, if I could have a perfect top four, I'd switch out Michigan and Bama. Yeah, and I guess they could use this as, like, because everyone will talk about, oh, Ohio State, Alabama would have beat possibly all four of these teams and then you could they could be like well guess what next year we're gonna have 12 teams so buckle up it's going to be mediocre i thought of what we need to happen what are you ready for this purdue kills michigan (laughs) purdue now there's no big 10 team yeah and then we're in then we've got Georgia yeah. Bama in the first round. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, like all we need is one of the the two, three, or four teams to lose. I think they're in. But if Michigan loses, then for sure they're in. I I don't know if it would matter. I don't think the one thing I think that would mess up that dream is I don't think Georgia can clown LSU. Feel like LSU needs to keep that game close so we keep the imagery of like the SEC's really fucking good. Yeah. And also, I'm just a little worried that none of this matters and Georgia's so much better than everyone this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like if if Georgia beats LSU by like 40, they're going to look at the rest of the teams and be like, we need somebody to match up with Georgia. Who can give Georgia a tough game? And they know Nick Saban can at least Who's make it Who's flipping tough. burgers? <laughs> Who's <laughs> flipping burgers? Ask Dabo. See, he seems to have a... Sending Dabo. Everything. Honestly, that's fine. I'm fine with setting Dabo in at four. He could be the sacrificial lamb. Okay, hear me out, though. We're talking about LSU. You know Jimbo just did Brian Kelly dirty, and now it's his turn. Come on, Brian yeah. Kelly. Do it for your family. <laughs> Do it for the cause. Yeah. It's possible. I, I don't think it's impossible that LSU beats Georgia, but Georgia is... By far the best team in the country. It kills me that I can't 
pound my fist and yell for Tennessee, by the way. <laughs> that injury right. really makes me sad. Because like does. if that yeah. wasn't there, I legitimately think we could get Tennessee in. I think so too. I think so too. But yeah, without him, I don't see any way they they would be like unless they want to give this kid like his, you know, oh, let's make this moment for him. But like I don't think that's gonna happen. We need a substitution, a Tennessee alumni <laughs> to come off the shelf. <laughs> He's got some eligibility left. Give him a new yeah. neck. Get him mm-hmm. in there. Peyton, one last ride. Cooper. Let, let Arch go in there. Let I mean, he's a oh high school God, senior. Yeah. Let him go in there. Fuck it. Like, Different school, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. He can. I don't think anything's signed yet. I mean, maybe. Oh, that's true. Yet, that's true. Not going to lie. When you said Arch, I went to Archie. Him, too. He can <laughs> sling it. He's, he can he, sling it. He's got he some energy. Yeah, that's true. Zach, speaking of energy, I want to go to the NFL. Let's talk really quick before we do that. Obviously, a lot of people are doing their uh, holiday shopping right now. Oh, yeah. Where should they go? Uh, They should go if you want to get someone, uh, possibly a Packer or NFL fan a gift. If you want to get them something uh, that's funny, but something they can wear, good material, everything good, go to mysportsshirt.com slash Grinch. And we have a Brett Favre Grinch uh, hybrid design. You can do the ugly sweater Christmas style, or you can do uh, like the cover of the Grinch that stole Christmas uh, style, the quarterback who stole Christmas. You can get a Christmas ornament for your tree. You can get a mug. You can get a t-shirt. You can get a hoodie. You can get a crew neck sweatshirt. If there's something else that you desperately would want uh, that design on, let me know. DM me on Twitter or something at Fantasy Flurry. Um, I, I can do that for you, obviously, if you want like a bag or something like that. I also thought about selling puzzles. If you want a puzzle, I can put that design on there as well. That seems like a Christmas thing. But yeah, mysportsshirt.com slash Grinch, and you can get that. You can also get someone a uh, inexpensive, affordable meal kit at flurrysports.org slash yum. You can get every plate for somebody that's definitely a good gift, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be a college student or somebody who wants some inexpensive groceries as the prices hike up, obviously. Or if you're in a cold weather state, maybe you don't want to, uh, you know, chance your life driving to the grocery store at this point or just, you know, go out in the cold. They, they will deliver high quality uh, ingredients and recipes for you to you you can pick the menu you can see the menu a month in advance you can select uh which items you want if you don't like anything for that week you can pass you can skip it uh it's a really really good deal as little as two dollars per serving uh so definitely go do that flurrysports.org slash yum for that and mysportshirt.com slash grinch for your brett Favre grinch uh clothes and designs with that but yes let's talk about the nfl jake uh because there's some wild shit happening in the nfl whether you're like an actual like sports fan like x's and O's sports fan or not i think there's a lot of fun and interesting things happening in the nfl i agree i i think it's uh a, the right time to actually care about the season i think i'm over the malaise i'm far thanksgiving really did it for me I think I'm far enough yeah. into the year to like grasp on to what's happening now. I think I care about teams. I here's the best definition of it. All right, here's where I'm at on it. I'm no longer like 
the Vikings are a joke. Why do we even care about them? Now I'm like, you're an imposter that I can't wait mm-hmm. to see get beat. Like I'm, I'm like in on it, you know, like I'm like, okay, that's where we're at on that. Like all the storylines are unfolding. Dolphins are going to have a great time till they don't. Like I like this is ending with Tua having a concussion in the playoffs, right? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I was going to ask you who you thought were the biggest frauds. And I guess in my mind, it's very clearly the Vikings. Is that the same for you? Yeah, I'm going to talk about them for a second while I think if anyone else comes to mind. I think they're the biggest fraud, um, certainly in the NFC. I I mean, do you consider the Giants a fraud? Because no one believes in them. Like, I don't, like, the record's good, but, like, that doesn't mean anything. So, I think in that sense, they're a fraud. I think, I think that, some people would say Philadelphia just because they've struggled the past few weeks, but I still think they're good. I so strongly disagree with that. You're not wrong that that's what people have been saying. I just don't understand it. Like the NFL yeah. is like tough and games are going to get competitive and they keep winning. Like I don't right. <laughs> like everyone's shitting on the Packers this last week and rightly so, but it's like, I I hate the take of, like, a close win isn't a win. Like, it's one thing. Like, close wins aren't fluky wins. Look at the Vikings wins and tell me those aren't coin tosses. Those aren't close wins. They are, how did you statistically win all of those games? (laughs) Like, what were the odds you would win each of those matchups? And then tell me what are the odds you won all of those coin flips? Well, it's not even just that. It's like... And I'm this. I promise this isn't, isn't me being a bitter Packer fan. Like the refs have decided multiple games for them, including Thanksgiving. Like they didn't deserve or they shouldn't have won against the Patriots. That was very clearly like one play decided a game, and the refs made that play, and that's it. It's it's annoying, and it it's the it's the difference from just a season ago. Uh, I mean, everybody hated Mike Zimmer, so I'm sure it was pretty easily. Uh, for refs to uh, lean the opposite way. But, like, Vikings didn't get calls last year. Uh, if a ball was bouncing a certain way and never bounced the Vikings' way, if there was a kick to win a game, the Vikings would miss it every time. And this that has been, obviously, you know, basically their entire existence. But, uh, yeah, this year they've been lucky. Um, the old saying, it's better to be lucky than be talented. And that's the, the case right now. But at some point, they're going to come crashing down to earth. And by the way, this is like Ben Kirk Cousins, like redemption season. This is, has been his like coming out party. This has been his like unbelievable season. And he's still rated as one of the, the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, I just don't want people to forget about that. It's not that he's been the reason why they've won games. It's been literally Justin Jefferson, the refs and luck because. Yeah, Kirk Cousins has been bad. And that's going to show itself in the playoffs, probably the very first round. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, for imposter, like, honestly, looking at the standings, like, there's not many teams that could be an imposter. I like, like, when you look at the NFC, like, there's not that many candidates, like, There's no no one with a winning record in the North besides the Vikings. There's no one with a winning record in the South, period. (laughs) It's wild to me. Um, The Seahawks are a game above 500. The 49ers are seven and four. Um, 
everyone in the NFC East has at least seven wins. So I guess like I could Not rattle just off that. the commanders the or play- the giants, but if the playoffs started today, all four NFC East teams would be in the playoffs. That's wild. Yeah. The AFC is honestly more confusing to me. I know it shouldn't be, but like I've seen the NFC East play and I get it this year. Like, yeah, I, I don't know how we ended up here, but like, I can explain to people why I can't really explain to people what's happening in Washington. Um, but I, I can no. explain to people what happened in New York. Like, right. Th- they've got a really great running back and a solid roster, you know, they're pretty well mm-hmm. coached. Like I figured it out, you know, um, I've also figured out they're going to lose more games before the season's over. So like, yes. that's how that's going to go. I think besides the Vikings, it has to be the Dolphins. Only because we are now, because the narrative all year has been Chiefs and who else, we have now landed on the Dolphins might be the second best team in the AFC, and that's a joke. That So they'd be my other pick of like, no way they're better than the Bills. Like they are the right. Bills except less depth all the way around. I like I've talked about the Bills. I think I guess maybe they're an imposter, but the Bills are who they are. We all know what's up. They're very my talented thing, and their quarterback makes too many mistakes. My thing with the Dolphins, and I agree with you, I think their offense is pretty good. Uh they just lost Taryn Armstead, I think, for a few weeks, yes, which is which not hurts. going to be good. Yeah. It's it's gonna hurt to his head too. Um, but like my big thing about this team is everyone's like, oh. They said this defense was bad. Look how good this defense is. And during this last five-game winning streak, they've played the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, the Texans. If your defense didn't look good during that, then that's a bigger issue. Um, these next three weeks, are it's going to be a real who's who, Jake. It's going to be a measuring stick game for the next three. Uh, also, we they, know what's going to happen, right? Where do where does Miami's fast fast dreams go to die? Tennessee. <laughs> There's just no way yeah. they make it out of there alive. Derrick Henry's going to run the ball for about 120 minutes, and then they're going to lose by a field goal in overtime. <laughs> in overtime for sure. <laughs> like um, that's where this is going. What is the recipe to beat a very fast offensive team with some great wide receivers? We keep them off the field, and we force Tua to make great throws late. Like, that's but, where this is heading. But here's a three or four of their next five games, though, are all on the road. Next three weeks is at the 49ers, at the Chargers, at the Bills. If Tua's healthy after that, he has to play the Packers on Christmas, uh, which... They should I, win, do, like, but... Well, do they even celebrate Christmas in Hawaii? I don't think so. So, like, I feel like that's a Packer game. And then they have to go to New England after that. And Bill, on New Year's Day, Bill Belichick's new, new year, new him. He's going to be setting so much fucking pressure. That's his, his New Year's resolution is that Tua doesn't play another fucking down this year. And he's also, going to injure him there, too. If that decides whether they have a buy or not somehow or seeding, they're oh, host. No they're way, gone. Bill. Like, loses that game. Like, years of dolphin spite reversed for a year. All the talk will be how uh, Bill Belichick still has never beaten Tua Tagovailoa. He's lost to him every single time. 
And now all the Dolphins have to do is do it again. They just got to play Miami Dolphins football. They get the bye. They can rest all their players against the Jets in week 18. But no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Mac Jones might pass for 500 yards. Watch out. Give, Jake, do you want to trade me for this sack? And Last I'm sack. sorry because we have other like very topical things we can talk about. But this is my favorite question ever to ask. Every year it comes up and I love it. Who <laughs> is the dark horse, baby? We've got seven playoff teams. You tell me who's making it into the playoffs, who's for sure going to go on a run. Like, I've heard we've talked too much about the heavy favorites, and now I want to hear who's going to crush some dreams. Um, I think the Jets are very, very interesting with Mike White at quarterback. I think they're – because that defense is legit. Interesting is the right word. Yeah, that's true. That defense is is very good, and their offense is still talented. Like if they if they still had Brees Hall, I would be like this team it could go really deep. But like if Mike White just plays, <laughs> if Mike White does <laughs> what Mike White continues to do, yeah. why not? And honestly, if Mike White gets them into the dance, why wouldn't you put Joe Flacco back there in postseason? Joe Flacco slinging it around one last time, one last hurrah. Do it for Joe. Joe knew Joe is going to sling it. Bring him to the Super Bowl to face off. Probably knock the Ravens out along the way, by the way. But then, I mean, every person in their path, everyone who's ever done Joe Flacco wrong. I think the Jets are super interesting. And we've talked about them before on the fucking NFC side. Like, it's set up for the Lions to make the playoffs. It truly is. And I promise you, no one wants to play the Lions in the playoffs. That's scary. They are the scariest, like, fringe team, for sure. Yeah. Like, their offense is that good. Um, I, I think Dallas is very good too, by the way. Yes. Not a dark horse, but I'm with you. I, I mean, they legitimately might be my second best team in the NFC. I think NFL, I, I think they might be better than the Eagles. I, I think that's an argument you can make. If they decide that like they are going to stick on the Tony Pollard train, I'm with you. True. Um, nice. but I do I want to okay here's my legit answer Ravens um no one's talking about them they're for sure gonna people make are talking it about in. them as dead people are saying they're terrible Stupid. they're for sure in the playoffs I don't understand it yeah they're for sure in the playoffs they're gonna be great um because they are and like that's the team of like for being mediocre whatever you want to call dead this year you get to the playoffs no one wants to play Lamar Jackson no. whoops you know my boy's on his insulin. Mark Andrews gonna kick your ass. I fuck <laughs> Deshaun Watson or Deshaun ja- Deshaun Watson. Watch out for him too. Deshaun He's Jackson. <laughs> yeah, he is. Deshaun Jackson's back too. He got by the deep thirty five fucking years old. He's still getting by the defense. Best bit we've ever done, by the way. Put <laughs> yeah. on the polls. He always thirty yards behind the defense. He I don't is, understand though. it. Yeah. It, so like, they're my real answer. Here's the answer I want to talk about. Okay. I who wants a piece of Taylor fucking Heineke? There's something going on in Washington. I don't know I, how yeah, there is. Games. Have you heard the Dan, Dan Snyder news? <laughs> Jay, I know it's I I am we okay, you're part of the problem right now because you're following <laughs> Dan Snyder's bullshit right now. Taylor Heineke is this little puppet Dan Snyder's pulling the strings for because guess what? Once Washington gets to the playoffs, once Tyler, Taylor Heineke they're gets them the just to the playoffs, okay, right, they're going to lose right away. But it doesn't matter 
They're going to be pretty good. And Dan Snyder is going to be like, oh, you know what? This team, I got to see it through to the end. I can't abandon my team now. And he's going to keep the fucking team. And he, like, don't fall for Dan Snyder's bullshit. Especially after what he did this weekend with that stupid-ass quote-unquote statue with no statue. Like, there is so much like disrespecting Sean Taylor at, at, beyond the grave. It, it's unbelievable, dude. Like don't fall for this Taylor Heineke bullshit. It's terrible. He's a puppet. It, it's terrible. And this can't be where we draw the line. You have to let me root for them. There's so many other terrible things in the NFL. I have to still be able to root for the green lizard. I can't come on. I know. I know they're the worst. <laughs> what they did legitimately Sean Taylor saying, I'm not going to lie. The amount of reaction to it. I was like, is it that bad? It's that bad. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad in all seriousness. The fact that Washington still surprises me with like, <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. Do you, how do you get things wrong? How do you keep getting Sean Taylor wrong? I don't know. Like they announced it. Like, basically like 3 p.m. on an afternoon, like when they first announced they were going to retire his number, it's going to be Sean Taylor Day. And that was to cover up, I believe, is one of the scandals. I believe it was the naked picture of the cheerleaders and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. But and like, like that's yeah. the part of this. Everyone's been like, why does it look so rushed? Because it was. <laughs> well, it was like, still a year. I know, I know. They don't actually care. I mean, that's the real thing. It's right. sad. Okay, fine. I won't root for the... <laughs> Commander. Pick the Falcons. We all want to see the Falcons in the playoffs. We all do. We want to you see Mariota. I'm back. It. I don't know why I fell off this train. I do know why I fell off this train, but I'm back on it. Choo choo, motherfucker. Saquon Barkley. <laughs> stay healthy. <laughs> stay fresh. That Titans game is still my game of the year. They can sling it. They are crazy. We might see five turnovers in that playoff game. Also, legitimately, yeah. it sucks to play a really good running team. Yeah. Because they don't exist very often. So I think if any team's going to go on a run, like, one, the Giants love to look at their history. They love being the last wild card team in. Their best That's years true. are when they're not very good. Put that <laughs> on the t-shirt. Whole, true. Your whole point <laughs> about the running team, though, just goes back to why I'm so confused about why people are talking like shit on the Eagles like they're not legit. Like that, they run the ball so well, and then they just added two very good defensive linemen to stop the run even more. It just doesn't make sense. I know. I don't really get it. I I, I get it. It's because we're not comparing the Eagles to the NFC side, really. Like, I think where it comes from is the disrespect of like, I think it's bleeding through of like, we don't like the NFC side's talent this year. So the Eagles are good, but are they as good as the Chiefs? Now, are they as good as the Bills? That's where I would argue. But, like, I think some I people are like, there's four AFC teams that are better than the Eagles, and I'm out on that. I My thing with the Cowboys is I do have a bias. There's just no getting around it. I, w- I won't think the, the Cowboys are going to win more than one playoff game till they fucking do, dude. Like, there's right, – I'm just – I just won't buy in. <laughs> like, I'm like, that. I've seen that show <laughs> for a million years. Yeah. You know what they do? They lose to the Giants. That's I'm like that's where that chip's ended. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong because yeah. talent wise, they're great. And I also just think the Eagles, like people forget, like they were slowed down by stuff they couldn't control. This team was mm-hmm. a wagon. 
It was built to be a perennial like championship contender. And then Carson Wentz fell apart and they had to mm-hmm. look for another quarterback. But they were a playoff, t- a good playoff team last year. Like this isn't outside the realm of expectations. Like we knew this would happen. This was a two year rebuild. I just, I think people still really, really like to hate on Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. Uh-huh. And I, I understand that he is not. I mean, I mean, he's not a, an amazing passer, obviously, but yeah. when I would look at the rest of the NFC and tell me who is like Dak Prescott's bad at football. Uh, Kirk Cousins is at number two. He's bad at football. People are gushing over Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sorry. He's not better this year. He's bad. I understand his stats look fine. He's bad at football. And Jalen Hurts is a better passer than most of those guys. He's not great, but he's good. The number four is the Buccaneers, who everyone says is dead. Five is the Cowboys, who just said Dak. Six, Daniel Jones. No one likes Daniel Jones. I think he's fine, but he's like Jalen Hurts isn't like definitively better or worse or worse than him as a passer, I would say. Uh, then no. Heineke, Geno Smith, Marcus Mariota, Jared Goff, possibly Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. Kyler Murray, Sam Darnold. I'm going in order. This is fucking horrendous. Well, it's like he's a top 10 QB, dude. Like, no doubt. Like, I, I don't really get Easy. it. I'm also like, <laughs> do I want to go on this tirade? I do. I do want to go on this tirade. Do it. If he was white. Exactly. <laughs> dude, if he was white, we wouldn't even think about it, man. It fucking hurts. Like, I hate that Jalen hurts. Um, but yeah. I got him. I snuck that into this conversation. But like, legitimately, dude. Like, we have to talk about every non-white quarterback. Like, they're in the like. Why do we always doubt if they can throw? Like, well, it blows my mind. Let's stay in the same division, right? What the yeah. person I just said. So him, Daniel Jones, both having better years than last year. Obviously, yes. yeah. Uh, people are saying Daniel Jones potential he's got the potential he could be great he's surprisingly fast and now he can throw it around jalen hurts well i mean you fucking gave him aj brown like of course his completion percentage is going to go up like that's what people are saying about him like that's the difference system qb yeah i know it's it's fucking terrible man and like i have to have arguments with people whether or not lamar jackson's good like i don't like i don't know where i have to draw the line People are getting a lot of ammo this year, though, because I'll be completely honest. Lamar Jackson looks terrible this year. Yeah, agreed, dude. You know who also looks bad this year? Aaron fucking Rodgers. Like, it, he <laughs> looks bad this year, man. Um, he, I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that front. But, like, I just think there's going to – when Lamar Jackson, like, retires, it's going to be the Cam Noon argument of, like, Cam Noon is now yeah. a bum and was a bum his whole career. And that's a joke. <laughs> like, he was good. And then he was hurt. Uh, like, that's the story of his life. And I think Lamar Jackson better than Cam Noon. But I, like... Way better. Way better. Hey, I, I'm on the I Cam saw Noon the spark in is, your eyes was, when I said Cam Noon. Yeah. He's, he was always bad at football, including his uh, MVP year. But I digress. I don't know. We could disagree on that at a different time, but it just bothers me that every black quarterback's got to be a fucking runner. It just, it, I, I don't get it. We've talked yeah. about it way back on the show. I did my capstone on it. Like, I got to get over it. 
like how they talk about these dudes boggles my mind um and you know what's kind of funny though and i i get where they're coming from there is a little bit of truth in this i love the people are just like russell wilson needs to run it more that's like the take (laughs) like then everything will be fixed it's always the old white saying it and i understand his running has gone down and obviously uh he's getting older and stuff like that but like you know there's a little bit of racism in it like hey just do what you do. Like, go out there and run it. And no one's ever said that about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> they have it, unfortunately. Yeah. He just needs to run a little bit more. Here's a better comparison. You know who they never said it about? Drew Brees. Like, Drew Brees sure. and Russell Wilson are, like, comparable in terms of, like, build and everything else. And, like, yeah, yeah they never told that motherfucker to get out of the pocket. Or no. to talk to black people. Like, you know, they just let him do whatever he wanted. Um, so I, I don't know. I digress because I probably tuned some people out. It's just a point that always irks me. I want to mm-hmm. talk about a different facet of racism. I'd like to talk about Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He was in the news, Jake. <laughs> Did he? he was in the news. He was in the news. I. This is what I want to say because if you follow the story, like the people who reported it, like, this isn't, like, a gotcha moment because he was, like, a, no, no, a no. teenager. But it's just – this is what I want to say. Howard I, – I need a 30 for 30 about every owner's life. <laughs> like, and how many of them do you think were in that photo? Because I, <laughs> <bet if we, laughs> yeah, I bet if we zoom out, they were all there. Uh, explain the photo. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Here. But but yeah, and then you'll laugh back at that joke I just made. The the photo is from a uh rally in Little Rock in the 1950s, a civil rights protest. Not the good kind of civil rights protest, the anti-civil rights protest. Um it's it's a white pride rally. It's happening the same year, I believe, as the Little Rock 9 incident. Um yeah, 1957. Um so it's it's that era. He's there clearly in shot as a 14, 15 year old. Um, there with family. Like it wasn't like uh this isn't one of those moments where it was like he's an active member. His dad was part of a like a racist like community group. Um yeah, he was like so one he, of the leaders. Yeah, one of the leaders. So it's like he's from a racist family mm-hmm. and he was raised up that way. And now He's maybe one of the more progressive owners in the NFL. Oh, um, sure. so he is. I, he is for sure. So I like that's the story here, right? I want to hear his take on like what that was like and growing up and everything. But that's the story. It's him on the wrong side of 1950s Arkansas. Um, but mm-hmm. what's interesting to me about it is it's Jerry Jones. Like yeah. this, like it's just another layer to the weirdest he's Vince McMahon levels of like weird human. Well, it's also interesting how they come across this because I forget the reporter she's been with. I think ESPN for a long, long time respected. Yeah. I can't remember who it is. I'll um, get her name apologize. in a second here. Um, basically she, and I'm sure a group of people are doing like a deep dive on again, why NFL, a black Sally Jenkins, Jenkins, yep. Uh, Why uh, there aren't as many black NFL head coaches and why I think she said, like, on average, they have uh, had to 
wait nine years longer on average for their first coaching job than other people, blah, blah, blah. Uh, She reached out to all of the teams, obviously, and Jerry Jones was the only NFL owner who was willing to talk to her. Yeah. Uh, So that adds another layer. Like, he is progressive, like he said. Uh, He, during the Kaepernick stuff, linked arms with his players and knelt during the national anthem, which obviously in Texas on top of that is a very big deal. I can't remember if it was a home game or not. I'm just assuming. Um, But he was willing to talk about this stuff. And then when they were going to do a deep, they went and did a deep dive on his life. That's when they found this picture and they're like, you know, what the fuck? What's this about? He was very open and sharing about it, apparently and talking about it, which is good. It's not like he's like that. That's not me. That's my twin brother. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he could have done that, I suppose. Um, Right. So to your point, he's a very. He's one of one. He's so fucking weird and interesting, sometimes in good ways, sometimes in bad ways. But he's super interesting. Here's the point I'm taking from it. Like, one, it's like, to your point, as weird as this is, I kind of want to give props to Jerry Jones. Of like, I think so. For sure. One being the one fucking owner. Like, he's dragging stuff forward on all of these things. Like, love him, hate him. Like, I, I think the biggest thing, the Kaepernick thing, to your point, he was on the wrong side of that for about a week and then actually right. listened to his players. Like, that was the week, if you remember, he had terrible quotes about, like, the players just need to do what they're being told. Like, it was it was very, yeah. like, they. I think he compared them to slaves. It was weird. Um, and then he met with them and was, like, I think met with Demarcus Lawrence at the time and was, like, I- I'm wrong, you know? So – he's always been that way. And like, he brought it up, answered all the questions. He said he'd answer more. And like, was eye opening in terms of like, I, I think it's always interesting to hear someone be like, no, it was just like that at the time. Like everyone was racist who I was around. And I'm like, that's affirming. Cause there's some people who deny that. I <laughs> do think my takeaway from it was <laughs> the fact that the most progressive NFL owner was at, a white rally <laughs> yeah <laughs> says a lot that's, sure that's what i'm gonna throw out there of like he's our best and brightest he had a kid yeah that he didn't tell <laughs> anyone about for a long that we time. Know, one that we know of that we just found out about but there's probably more um yeah com- completely true uh he's also again for the people who aren't really in tune with yeah. like the happenings of the nfl like he's viewed as essentially he admitted in uh, this interview as the shadow commissioner. He called himself the shadow commissioner. Did he? Okay, that's what I was yeah. alluding to. Like he's essentially commissioner 2.0. Uh if he says something, he has the pull uh to yeah. really change things. So I think, you know, not only is it good that he spoke up about like the black head coach things, um they're going to try to get him to real, you know, share the data with him stuff like that, and I would assume get him to really speak up and try to get more black head coaches hired. Um, will that be good or bad? I'm going to guess bad in the long run. There's going to be some bad stuff that comes from it, but uh, I mean, long run, it might be good, but like there's going to be a lot of black coaches getting hired that weren't the black coaches that were uh, should have been hired. And they're going to be put in terrible situations. They're going to fail. And then there's going to be a lot of old white people and be like, see, this is why I went with uh fucking uh, Wade Phillips again. Like that's what it's going to be. Everyone just keeps pointing the Romeo Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> see, when I heard about this, okay, so I actually just looked this up. Um, maybe in, well, I mean, we've been recording for an hour, a couple hours ago. How many black head coaches 
individuals, not like stops and stuff. So how many individual blackhead coaches do you think the NFL has ever had? And I'll say the very first one, which was pretty progressive, Frederick Pollard. Um, again, do you count this as NFL? Not really, but kind of 1921. So like that was a long, long time ago. Really progressive. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like Juneteenth era. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, that long. I'm going to go 50. Exactly, Jake. And that's the point because when I looked up the number, no, no, that, you're not exactly right. Oh. Uh, your point is in line with my thinking. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, there's been a lot. Um, now, before I give you the actual number, um, I would say the most successful black head coach ever is probably Mike Tomlin. And if it's not him, who would you say is the next most successful black head coach ever? Um, maybe Tony Dungy. Correct. Now I will say Tony Dungy Glad was got the fifth right. ever black head coach. No freaking way. Only the fifth, uh, 1996. He started with Tampa. Oh my So God. now would you like to bring your number down a little bit? Have we had okay? How many have we had since Tony Dungy? Have we had fifteen? Yes, yes. Okay. Do um, we make it to twenty? Oh yeah, Jake. We are we are humming after we get past around like two thousand, maybe fifteen. Um, uh, there's been twenty seven, and that includes Mike McDaniel, who is half apparently. We keep wanting to see his birth. <laughs> a certificate show us um the nfl would have for sure hired blake griffin it's good to know um <laughs> yeah for sure great. but 27 which is like wow that's not very many i'm like oh no there is they've hired here. the the pessimist would say they've hired 22 in basically the same amount of time um correct so like progress great um but, but what I mean, you're the, I want to know how many head coaches we've had since two since Tony Dungy was coach. Because I bet that's still what ten percent of them, maybe. Since, since Tony Dungy, it's been yeah. almost all of them. Twenty two, twenty one since Tony. Dungy. No, I know. Sorry, my question is like, how many head coaches in the NFL? Period. Have we had since two oh. thousand? Yeah, black head coaches at that point less than ten percent. But like here are the. And again, I think this is the issue. One of the issues. There's many issues. This is one of the issues is that like the people they're hiring as like the token black head coach yeah. then are not good. And then they can point to them and be like, not going there again. Like, so Mike McDaniel was the newest. Dave yeah. Cully, who definitely should probably have a job looking at the yeah. Texans this year. Um, he's the only change, and they're possibly the worst team I've ever seen. Brian Flores. Steve Wilkes, who was fired immediately from Arizona. He is now the interim coach in Carolina. Vance Joseph was terrible. Anthony Lynn was terrible. Hugh Jackson, very terrible. Todd Bowles is in Tampa. We got Mel Tucker. Don't remember him. Eric Studesville. Don't, don't really remember, remember him. him. Uh, Leslie Frazier um, was given that one chance. Never so again. Many of these were fillers. Yeah. Perry Fewell. Fewell. No idea. Uh, he was he was just this includes just interim head coaches, by the way, which I th th also part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, right. And then 
We got Raheem Morris, who probably will get a job again soon, I think. Uh, Jim Caldwell, who definitely should have a job. Yeah. Um, Mike Singletary, he wasn't very good. Emmett Thomas, Tried Mike Tomlin, hey, he still has a job. Good for him. Yeah. Romeo Cornell, Terry Robisky. I'm going to go through all of them because there's not that many. Lovey Smith, who has a job again now, who probably sh- honestly doesn't should. have a job. No, he doesn't. He's terrible. Uh, Marvin Lewis, who does like deserve him. a job. Herman yeah. Edwards, probably not. Uh, Tony Dungy, Ray Rhodes, Dennis Green, Art Shell, and then good old uh, Frederick Pollard. That's it. Right. And a couple of those <laughs> were former players. That's the only reason they got a stick, you know? Right. And honestly, then, to segue from that, um, I think people need to be fucking cheering for Jeff Saturday to succeed. Because if Jeff Saturday succeeds, I think that's the easiest way to get more black head coaches. Yeah. Because yeah. there's going to be people on the fast track immediately to be like fucking Deion Sanders is going to be a head coach in the NFL. And he should be like, he's actually a coaching experience. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm like Jeff Saturday. I understand. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was my argument was against Jeff Saturday. Here's my thing. Is there any chance that Jeff Saturday does well and doesn't keep that job? Because that's what happened with some of those interim coaches. I think, I think 100%. I think if he does well and doesn't keep the job, it's his decision. But I could, yeah. I could definitely see him being like, hey, not for me. I'm glad I got the chance. I got the experience. And it's not for me. Yeah. Also on that list you gave, people might disagree on who. But I think maybe you land on four or five guys who like were were really good and like should still be a coach. And that's the problem. Yeah. Is like we like are throwing so many interim and filler and like not just interim, but I think people don't understand like I, I think this blinded me a little bit because to your point, Lovey Smith, not a great coach. But here's what makes me mad. He's quote unquote not an interim coach this year. He's a like he's a filler, yeah. and like how many of those people were fillers? Jim Caldwell a was a filler when he right. shunted Ben. Like that's ridiculous. Not yeah. just that he he was fired from the Detroit Lions when I believe they had a nine win season, which they they've never the done again. So yeah, bad. I that irks me to this day. It really bothers me. Dungy should bother everyone. Yeah. Um that that one is one of the worst of all time. Marvin Lewis should bother people that he didn't get any like opportunities elsewhere. Um and like he, I think he wants to coach still. That's the thing. That's the question for some of those guys. I think he does yeah. still want to coach and he should be included in every conversation because I think he's really good. Yeah. Um and I don't know if Dungy still does, but he did for years. And right. No I'm guessing now, no, but yeah, you're correct. Um, yeah. So I know. And it's like, and some of those people who got longer strings than others, like Art Shell and like Mike Singletary, were the Jeff Saturday role. Like Mike Singletary right. just yeah. like intimidated his way <laughs> to like staying on the sideline longer. Crazy SOB. But um, yeah. it, like, I don't know. That's the stuff that like should drive you nuts if you're an NFL fan. And also, like, Look at Mike Tomlin. Like, the, there mm-hmm. are people who should be succeeding, and they just don't get that opportunity. Should drive everyone nuts. Um, and that's Mike the Tomlin point. Is, like, is such yeah. an interesting story, though, too, because we talk about how. I mean, I mean, it's it's different 
yeah. where Jeff Saturday seemingly was plucked off the streets into his role. But like Mike Tomlin was heavily criticized as extremely fast tracked, right? He was one year as a coordinator yeah. in Minnesota and then he became the Steelers head coach. And like I said before, I would have called him, I would call him the most successful black head coach of all time, which again, yeah. not saying much considering there's only 27 people, but I mean, multi Super Bowl, he's never had a losing season until probably this year, which is, yeah. you know, that's still impressive. But yeah, it's great. They've been good his whole time, basically, you know, with that, not just like mediocre, like most of those years, they were competitive in the playoffs. And so while while coaching at the same time as the Patriots dynasty and Peyton Manning. Right. Also, they got two Super Bowls and they like lost to the one time that Rodgers made it in with the Packers. Like could have had three. So um was great, was not just riding off of Cowers' coattails. Um, and also, like, an example of, like, I think the shining light of Mike Tomlin is, like, look what <laughs> true he did Jacoby Jones. Oh. <laughs> I'll never forgive him. But I <laughs> also, everyone always does this, and it drives me nuts because we all know it. Everyone's like, NFL teams aren't racist. And then we're like, you know who's not racist? The Steelers. Because they're the one team that actually is, like, we're – they're the fucking Rooney rule. Like, like yeah, right. they don't do it because the rules make them. They're the only team that's like, we actually care about being inclusive and yeah. doing it. And that's, where's Brian Flores? Funny. Like, it's like, like that's how this stuff goes. Like, it, it makes me chuckle that, like, they're so clearly the one, when it comes to race, moral team. I'm not going to come out here and defend every person who's been with the Steelers. Because some of them liked motorcycles too much. Some of them now has a budding rap career, and maybe he wasn't great <laughs> on the field either. It's true. But for coaching, they're inclusive. But yeah, I feel like every league owner meeting starts with the Steelers basically being like, hey, we're telling you, you could have success with these guys. Try them out. Interview them. Talk to them. Get to know them as people. They're just like you and I. Like They're trying. But yeah, they don't. And Jerry Jones going, you're absolutely right. Does that mean I can have Mike Tomlin? <laughs> no. no. Yeah. yeah. He's like trying, but he just like doesn't quite get it. He's like, you're right. So mm -hmm. I'll take Mike Tomlin and you'll take someone else. No. That's right. It's not what we're saying, Jerry. Shit. You um, can have Mike McCarthy. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Maybe uh, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Um. Okay, so in terms of, I think this is an interesting week in the NFL. So really quick, just a Can couple things. Can I make one more joke? Can I make yeah, one absolutely. more joke? Yeah. <laughs> After last year and the criticism of the Dolphins, they have to feel really good about Mike McDaniel, right? Inclusion. Oh. They're, they're like we hired a blackhead coach, and everyone goes, "Fuck you." Well, that was the that was the funniest thing. They they fire, um, what's his face Flores. And then they hire McDaniels. They're like, of course you hired a white guy. They're like, what? Wait for it. He's half. Like, <laughs> that's why everyone's like, bullshit. He's half. There's no chance. Uh, and they're like, he's the whitest person. We couldn't tell either. They were yeah. so happy when they found that out. Um, they had no idea. They had no clue. No clue. All right. Hit me with your takes. That is just a funny thought to me. Um, Big week. Uh, I would assume no story bigger than Deshaun Watson is done with his suspension this week, Jake. Yeah. Um, he gets to play. If you can believe it, Jake, uh, I'm sure the universe somehow made this uh, a thing and nobody else. He gets to play in Houston 
against the Texans, obviously the team that just traded him away, and the city where he loves massages. So maybe he'll get a massage before and after and during the game there. Um, So that's obviously going to be a big thing. But there's other big games this week. I feel like it's a real, I've said it a few times in the show, I think it's a real who's who week. Uh, it, it starts off on Thursday night football. I'm not promising it's going to be a good game or an interesting game. I'm not promising it's going to be an exciting game. I think it's going to be a good game. The Bills take on the Patriots in New England. I think that sets the tone for the week. And then I, I'm just interested to know what you um, find interesting for the rest of the week because there's also big games in terms of uh, Packers play at the Bears. Again, that's a who's who. Who's bad and who's worse? Uh, you got the Jets going up against Minnesota. That means Mike White is playing Kirk Cousins. Who's the whiter quarterback? Who's the better quarterback? Who's phony? Who's not? You got Washington playing the Giants. Again, we talked about two wildcard teams right there. Uh, one of those teams are probably going to fall out of the playoffs at some point. You got the Tennessee Titans versus the Eagles. Uh, there might be 60 or 70 rushing attempts in that game. Who can pound the rock better? Uh, we got um, going down more. We got the chiefs against the Bengals, obviously like what's going to happen there which offense is going to be better obviously this could be a preview for a playoff game jamar chase is likely coming back this week there and obviously joe mixon as well um and then there's just other uh important divisional and conference games the end of week as well uh but which game really excites you um i think i'm highlighting the games that like there's a lot of games this week that if they go the way that the favor lies won't tell us too much. But if they go yeah. the other way, I think some teams are going to get solidified this week. Jets, Vikings, I think is huge. Because like it or not, people think the Vikings are legit. The Jets beat the Vikings and all bets are off. We can like legitimately mm-hmm. talk about the Jets as a playoff team. And I right. think that's fun. I think Titans beat Eagles and the AFC becomes a lot more fun. Yep. I think, uh, and the NFC becomes more dumb. <laughs> it becomes a really, really bad place. But um, mm-hmm. I that game, but the game I'm most excited for, man, I, how can you not be excited about Chiefs-Bengals? That's a game that I want to tune into and watch. I also think legitimately Bengals play that game close and we learn nothing new. They win that game and suddenly we're reminded of the storyline from last year, which is, Somehow the Bengals are the Chiefs' Achilles. I'm yeah. so I want that to happen so bad. Of like we've ignored it all year, and I want that to be the chink in their armor of like the one team that is them, but with a slightly better defense. Right. The yeah, that's basically looking in the mirror for a lot of things. There, um, it'll be very interesting. Both teams are obviously playing well, and yeah. like I said, Jamar Chase is expected to be back. So, I mean, the Bengals should be at full power, which is a big deal. The Chiefs might not be. And if the Chiefs come in hobbled, then I guess then we're like, uh, if the Chiefs lose, people make that excuse um, in terms of, oh, it doesn't matter. But I think that's super interesting. I think the Bengals, if they got healthy and get hot, like I want them to win because I want us to have another team in the AFC that we don't have any questions about. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how I feel weirdly. About the Titans, like if they knock off the Eagles this week, like the Titans do this every single year, they're going to be the number one seed in the AFC or something. 
like they yeah. were last year. Well, that that's where I'm at is no one will ever take them seriously. So like I want them to win, but I just like no one took them seriously for two years when they were the one seed. So it's like, right. um, I and with the playoffs this big, they're one. Of, they're the Spurs, man. They don't need a a big seed. Like it helps. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get the buy. Like everyone would want the buy, as we saw last year. They especially need it because keeping Henry healthy is like priority numero uno. But yeah, they don't need it. They they can beat anyone. I I think that game will be awesome. The only other game that I'm interested to watch because here's what I want to happen: if the Dolphins lose to 49ers, we everyone loses their fucking mind <laughs> because yeah, no one is really talking about the 49ers the way they should, and people are too high on the Dolphins. I think the 49ers are going to win that game. Um, and so mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping for it because I think it humbles Miami. I also think the the 49ers are my I think not they're not a dark horse, they're too good to be a dark horse. They're my scary mm-hmm. pick in the playoffs because, and maybe this is a Packer fan saying this, I never want to match up with the 49ers. Like well, it was the thing last year, like I talked about like the formula to go deep in the playoffs. You need to have a good running game, you need to be able to stop the run. Yes. And stuff like that, like the 49ers, that's what they do. That's they they are what they build their team on is winning principles, which is a yeah. weird thing to say, but it's just, that's just true. They fund them. They are <laughs> the great guard of the okay. NFL. They fundamental you to death. They do the little things right. They're born. Who's Brad Davison. That's all I need to know. Debo? No, I think it's George Christian Kittle. McCaffrey. Oh. <laughs> oh, right. Also right. Uh, no, that's fair. That's right. I, so those are the games I'm looking forward to. Story I'm looking forward to. I want the Texans to beat the Browns so okay, bad. So wanna, bad. People are finally talking about the Texans this week. Or I'm yeah. piggybacking off of last week, talking about them as possibly the worst team in NFL history. Like people are talking about them as absolutely dead unbelievably terrible and this is the moment where those teams usually do something to fuck shit up and it just happens to come with uh deshaun watson coming to town and i'm i mean it sounds like it's going to be kyle allen again at quarterback so it's not even davis mills it's super frustrating but like i really hope what what do you think happens in all honesty like do you think the browns blow the doors off the texans and deshaun watson looks like a hero? Do you think it's going to be a close game? Deshaun Watson figures it out at the end. Do you think the Browns lose? I think it's for sure going to be a close game because weirdly, the Texans have played a lot of good teams close this year. So I think it's going to be close. I legitimately think as much as this is not a thing in the NFL as much, this is like one of those few times. This is like a circle me game for the NFL. (laughs) Love is going to have those dudes buzzing. For sure. For sure. Like, how could you not get up for this game? This is the game. Like, remember him sitting on the sideline not playing for you guys last year when he could have played for you? He decided it was more worth it to just sit there and have you guys get hit and have you guys lose and put your livelihoods on the line and blah, 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 blah. Like, 100%. Yeah, someone's taking a swing at him. Um, So I I hope so. It might uh, be Miles Garrett. I was going to make that joke. How do we get that to happen? No, it's not me. <laughs> Boom. Uh, get him. I, I think that would be good. If JJ was out there, he'd do it. 
He might he might just show up. Cardinals have a bye. Cardinals have a bye. JJ's there. He has DeAndre, to be there. Him and JJ juiced <laughs> yeah. up to Hopkins. Um, yeah. I listen. I I think it's close. I I don't know how you don't like pick the Browns. Like they really should win that game, but I don't yeah. know if there's any game they lose. I hope it's this one. Um, mm-hmm. what a. Also, man, I we're not going to talk about this long because it legitimately bums me out. I'm bummed that he's playing this year. I'm really bummed about yeah. it. I I like it. It is really sad. Like I heard that this week, and I like one we called it. This was one of the weeks we circled yeah. for him to come back. And also, that sucks. <laughs> it blows that he's playing. So I hope mm-hmm. Lovey blows him out. <laughs> and the score is sixty eight. <laughs> zero i would love it i would love it if he comes back and gets hurt like you don't want to watch an injury on most players but you can with him uh you can put uh your conscious aside you know, you'll the be longest fine yard conscious. where the linemen just move out of the way because they find out yeah. paul crew <laughs> bet on the other team this be the time to do it man pick a line you got everyone's got to die on a hill you know First off, first off, I do think it's going to be a competitive game, and I think Deshaun Watson plays bad. Second off, when team when players go back to their former team, there's and it was an important player. There's usually some sort of video package. Do you think they do anything? And if so, could you imagine if they put together a video package of just all the news coverage? <laughs> of how awesome would that be? That would be incredible. It'd be awesome. They don't do anything, right? I don't think so. I can't think of any similar incidents like this. Um, because here's no. the weirdness of it. He is in the boat of like, usually when someone's in this scummy a position and they move teams, the old team, like which the Texans did for sure, but like on the field enabled it. But post-scandal, he never played for them. So I don't right. think there's going to be any level of like loyalty there. Um, he sold the city. Like everything went wrong for Houston. Legitimately, they paid him last year. He didn't play. He said he, he but even before the allegations and shit, or I believe he said he didn't yeah. want to play for Houston anymore. So he already uh, trashed the city. And then on his way out, when they traded him away, uh, Houston got thrown under the bus and they got punished again. Remember? Because that coach let... <laughs> Uh, him or yeah. booked all the rooms and shit like so houston you know definitely got punished throughout this entire process too they shouldn't do a video what is the pros to doing a video package maybe they'll do it but like they certainly shouldn't i don't know um so I, like i said i hope it's a salty one i really do that would be funny i'd kind of think it'd be funny if they mispronounce his name pretend they've never heard of him dish out mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, so. or announce Jacoby Brissett instead. Oh, who who could have thought? We we thought it was a game time decision. You know, yeah. That's if if that's the only thing they do. That's still very funny, and you can All get right. away with that. You get to pick any player on the planet to be quarterback for the Texans in this game. Who do you throw in there? Who's the karmic justice that this team needs? Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> probably. He would Good. lose. I think it should be Colin Kaepernick. 
<laughs> I think we should do <laughs> that. They could make that happen. Maybe <laughs> they That's could make that happen. I think we bend the universe all the way back around. I think, you know, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a scandal mm-hmm. for a scandal. We bring him back in. Maybe Philip Rivers. Good old American heartthrob Philip Rivers. There's some poetic justice to Ben Roethlisberger. Um, <laughs> maybe David joke. Carr. <laughs> David <laughs> Carr. Return of. I would love that. I'd pop. I would. Shop. <laughs> Get him back in there. <laughs> For sure. Shop would be electric. And then see what happens. I, uh, you know. <laughs> TJ Yates. Are you kidding me? Yeldon. <laughs> I'm so many good quarterbacks. I'm down for all of that, by the way. I'm so in on that. I, I honestly think if I could pick anyone, I don't know why. But I really want to see <laughs> Rex Grossman come back to his <laughs> boy. I would love, like, Lovey needs a hand. Who does he call? That's true. The gunslinger. The only man he can trust. Wait, did he also coach? He also coached Jay Cutler, right? That's probably better. <laughs> Jay Cutler is always better. You're right. Smoking Jay, the hero we didn't know we needed. Man, I I, I would get nervous seeing Jay Cutler back there again. Jay Cutler would for sure get louder boos than Deshaun Watson, right? <laughs> he would for sure, for sure. Yeah, they would not be happy about it. No one understands. Why do you hate him so much? <laughs> he's flipping people he's... off. Oh, that's why. <laughs> he's just a dick. Always man. a heel. You were supposed to be the baby face in this, Jay. <laughs> Pat McAfee out there. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, Any last thing, Zach? Um, the only thing I'll say, if you're a betting man or a woman, uh, throw a little money on the Chargers and Raiders to go to overtime this week. <laughs> Yes. Like, I think it's automatic. Vote on that. I can't stop watching the Cardinals. Like, just like, so fascinated by that car wreck. Jeez. Slow motion car. It's unbelievable, man. Uh, Yeah, watch them. Uh, And also. Broncos are another slow motion car wreck. Slow motion car wreck. Did you see where Melvin Gordon signed today? Yeah, I did hear that. That's incredible. The. The least surprising signing of all time. Congratulations, Melvin Gordon. You're getting a Super Bowl ring with the Chiefs. Good job. You earned it. Here's what I want to say. My closing thoughts. I need Joe Flacco to make a playoff run, and I want him so badly to somehow run into the Colts because I want one last time the rivalry everyone forgot about, the tales all this time itself. I need them to go out. In tandem, the way they deserve to be, I need us one last time to look at Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan on the Mm -hmm. same screen and just remember that very specific era of NFL football. Yeah, that era, it's a dying era. I I think this is is an interesting year. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are, our childhood quarterbacks, I think, are done. Yeah, and it's interesting because, like, Rodgers is definitely like before their time. Brady's somehow two generations before their time. Russell mm-hmm. Wilson's after them. Like Mariota feels like he should be in that group, but I think he's he looks three- so old. He looks the, like the oldest quarterback in the NFL, by the way. <laughs> it's 
crazy. So like they're in like the same grouping as like they're closer to uh um Philip Rivers than uh you know. Oh yeah. Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, yeah, that's that that's that crowd. That's that crowd. I I mean Andrew Luck. Like the lost he's generation. not that old. No, I know. The lost generation of RG3 and Andrew Luck will always be interesting to me. Um <laughs> true. Mark Sanchez is in there with yeah. Mariota. Um, also not that old. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's the Jay Cutler era. That's the uh, Cam Plummer. Newton kind of maybe. Yeah. Cam Newton's in there. Cam Newton might be younger than those two. Yeah, he's um, Kyle so, Orton. Kyle Orton. What are you? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, it, it's an yeah. interesting group. Drew, oh, Drew, Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah, keep forgetting Drew Brees. <laughs> Fuck that dude. Drew, <laughs> Drew Brees is older than them, only because Drew Brees. People keep fucking forgetting Drew Brees played in San Diego. Yeah, but even still, Eli I mean, is really out. Eli is their group, um, but they're their own era, like the era that never was. The people before them were better, and the people after them were better. But they shone right. for a very specific amount of time. Them and uh sam bradford got it i knew there was a name that was in that grouping that i couldn't remember and i fucking found him there he yeah, is there he him is. and nick <laughs> Foles. it's that group and you know That's and true. now they can live in infamy together i want them to go out on top on their shields uh i tom brady should retire five years ago but i'm ready for him to go now aaron Rodgers, sit next to alex smith on a beach somewhere <laughs> debate who had it tougher <laughs> you know True. helping alex smith put his leg back on so they can walk off the beach it's gotta hate to say it um yeah it's a <laughs> it's a weird time you know who they're are they in the same grouping as vince young <laughs> i think they are yeah matt yeah, liner i guess <laughs> yeah. a little after michael vick yeah that was what i was just thinking after Donovan McNabb. <laughs> can't. All right. Names you can't laugh without saying. Donovan McNabb is one of them. Dude, so much chunky soup, buddy, though. He's still yeah. reaping that in. I do have a segment I want us to end on. Okay. You ready for this? I didn't run it by you because I wanted to make you smile on the way out on the show. NFL coaches whose names you can't say without smiling. Wade Phillips for me. Wade 100%. Phillips for I love sure. Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips is great. Um, Buddy Ryan. <laughs> Ed Rex Ryan, dude. Rob Ryan. Rob Ryan's the top out of those three. <laughs> Rob Ryan's I love Rob one. Ryan. Um, I've been saving this one. Marty Schottenheimer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> Jay Gruden. <laughs> Jay Gruden specifically is an awesome yeah. one. Uh Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan. Love Mike Shanahan. Um, Dick Vermeil. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, Mark Trestman. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Quarterback whisperer. He's a little too quiet, though. 
Yeah, the name that made me think of this list because I saw him out, out in the wild somewhere. I was like, what are you still doing around? Jeff Fisher. Oh, he was coaching in the uh, USFL. Yeah, it's great. Love Jeff. Get him back in the NFL. <laughs> Why can't, doesn't he have a chance? Persecuted. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. And then, you know what's, la- you know what's uh, really quick? You know what's all, it's always, it always warms my heart when I'm watching some random college football team. And then I see an NFL coach I remember from 10 years ago on the sideline. I saw I Chip Kelly that. on TV this weekend. And I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Really or, very tight t-shirt. And I was like, good for you, Chip. Or like when Lovey Smith was with Illinois. Like, what are you? Lovey, get back to the NFL. And I'm like, Lovey, go back to Illinois. They're getting good. Um, uh, <laughs> Shula. No, not Shula. Um, What is his name? Playoffs, his kid. <laughs> I don't remember. Playoffs? Talking about playoffs? Who is Mike Vick's coach for? That's who I'm talking about. Mike Vick's coach for the uh, Falcons. Uh, what's his name? I know who you're talking about. Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember his name. Okay, I'm looking that up. Here's my last one. Um, uh, Moochie from uh, he was a uh, oh Mora. Moore was the guy's name. Jamar, yeah. Yeah, his kid. Um, Steve Mariucci? Mariucci. I do love Steve Mariucci. He got got after it in Germany. He's one of the people calling a game over there, and he got very lit at one of the beer houses after. He has one of the most underrated and best press conferences of all time. In one of the games that helped the NFL decide to, like, review – how they reviewed things. Uh, he's coaching the 49ers against the Giants, and the Giants got called for an ineligible receiver downfield, and it was an mm-hmm. eligible receiver. <laughs> it cost him the game. <laughs> he lined up his eligible. They called him, and not only that, but the reason it was a thing was because it was a missed pass interference. They fucking tackled the dude. Before the ball okay. got there, and the refs got together and like doesn't matter because he was ineligible. None of that was true. It was pass interference. The guy was eligible, <laughs> and no one threw a flag on it. And when they asked Steve Mariucci about it afterwards, he went, "Yeah, I guess we screwed him on that one. See you next Sunday." <laughs> and it's my favorite press conference ever because he's like, "Hey man, what are you gonna do?" NFL said they got it wrong, huh? Like <laughs> he's just like, "What are you gonna do about it?" And I love it. It's just incredible because I was like, yeah, man, what are you going to do? Tom Coughlin. <laughs> what a guy. What a Talk about people you want to go get a beer with. Tom Coughlin. <laughs> Mr. Relatable. Yeah, electric. I can't tell. Who would I rather hang out with, him or Marty Schottenheimer? It's really awesome, you know? It's very close. It's very close. Uh, a current coach that always makes me smile, Andy Reid. I love Andy Reid, man. <laughs> Eagles Andy Reid makes me really smile. I got an email the other day, Jake. From Andy Reid? Kind of. Today, a Cyber Monday deal. I got it from fake Andy Reid. Like, you want another clip for the holidays? I'm like, oh, baby. I might need it. You might need to come on the show. I might need it. Give me one more coach name for the road, Zach. Let's go. Uh, That doesn't make me smile. It makes me angry. Um, Mike Sherman. That's exactly what I was thinking. I read your mind, dude. I'm like, oh no, I got chill. 
I got yeah, you. I read your mind, man. I knew exactly. I grew up during that era with you. I knew where you were going. Yeah. Um. <laughs> who was the? Who was the head coach in Dallas before Jason Garrett? <laughs> Wade Phillips. Oh, it was Wade Phillips, wasn't it? <laughs> you just God, really I, lo- love I love Wade Phillips, dude. I love me some Wade Phillips. Um, <laughs> man, man, what do we? Let's go, Norv Turner. He always seems like a nice guy. I love Norv Turner. Let's close the show the only way we know how. Norv Turner. Uh, Nick Zimmer. What's that pirate doing? Watch out for is... papers, Mike. That's right. Until next time, roses are red, violets are blue. Go Cats, baby, and fuck TCU. See you Saturday, baby. This one's for the boys. We're going to win by 30. Open the show with that next time.